Uh, so this character. Did you not take your Adderall today? Are you okay? <laughs> I'm You're jumping the fuck around. I'm all fine. over the hmm. place. I am a little all over the place. So this. <laughs> I'm watching you, bud. You getting lost? I'm fine. Gonna take you to okay. a home. Hold on. Don't take me to a home. Jesus. I don't know if they'll let you take all your fucking Blu-rays with you. <laughs> My Blu-rays. I, I, Just accusing the housing oh staff Jesus. of taking your movies. Did you disorganize my severance section? You took my slipcovers. <laughs> I, know, I know you took my slipcovers. There's one of these not in the plastic protectors. Who oh, fucking took it? Oh my god. Okay. Three copies of Dawn of the Dead. Now I only have two. Where's the third? <laughs> Actually, I got four. <laughs> All right. Shut the fuck up. Hello and welcome to episode 74 of the Destroy the Brain podcast. My name is Andy Treffenbach. Jeremy Jones. I am Ren Maddox. And I'm Niles Maddox. And today we will be talking about Werewolves Within. Werewolves? Werewolves. They're in. IFC's new film, uh, Werewolves Within. Well, new-ish. It's been out for a minute. Yes. (laughs) But we're going to be talking about that as well as uh, what we've been watching and yeah. Yeah. Late Night Greenhouse is tonight. Tonight. Technically. We're recording this on Sunday, but the Sunday before. But I was like, it is not tonight. (laughs) (laughs) You're like, it's Sunday. I am not prepared. I mean, if we're lucky, it'll happen on Friday. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, thanks, Ren. That's a hard edit right there. I mean. (laughs) Remember when Ren deflated the room? It's happening. I mean. I was meaning because of the date. Oh. And its significance of the Fridays, the thirteenth. Mm-hmm. Oh, well, some folks have things. a sick sense of entertainment. God willing. <laughs> anyway, uh, so yeah, hopefully you'll be joining us tonight or whenever you listen to this, or Saturday. Yeah, that's the weird thing about podcasts. Y'all don't listen to it on the day it comes out. Sometimes, so I don't know. You Should might not even be in day it releases? Yeah, yeah, let's do that. <laughs> Just asking. No. 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 We're going to be... Is it like Tuesdays through Thursdays? Hey, or, look, we should sorry. just be happy it's on a bi-weekly schedule again. Hey! 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 Now, now, hopefully, you'll know when the hell a new podcast is coming out. And we won't leave you away for like a month. Or like me. half a year. Or half yeah. a year. Yeah. Was that what it was? Half a year? It was a long time, dude. Yeah, dude. I mean, it was at least two months, right? I mean, I didn't Ew, leave my house, no. so it's not like we were doing something else cool. Oh, you're talking about last year. Oh, okay. yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. Dude, we just we just did Lowe's like last January. I know. But that's also like a year and a half ago. What the hell? It's time. He just yeah. bought it on Blu-ray, too. Ooh. 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 Mm. Who's selling it? Uh, Vinegar Syndrome's got it. Mm. So... He got his first slip. He's going to get addicted. He's going to be like me. Nice. I didn't just buy that. I thought you did. You said you did. Oh, maybe I did. Okay. <laughs> you don't even know what you're buying. No, I don't. <clears throat> I don't know. I'll talk about it later. Hold on. <laughs> when his wife I don't wanna, right next to no, him. I don't want to jump into my vinegar syndrome purchases since I am a newbie. Oh, you made more. 
We'll, we'll get into it when I've been yeah. talking about what I've been watching. Okay, okay. Yeah. You piece well, of shit. Jesus. Wow. Oh, my Lord. Wow. Yeah. Oh, my. Okay. You want to take um, a lap? Jesus. Follow us on Twitter at DTB Horror, on Instagram at Destroy the Brain, on Facebook at Facebook.com slash Destroy the Brain, and jump on our Discord. We like Discord. Yeah. It's not Facebook, it's way better. So discord.destroythebrain.com. We got emojis. I added some uh, Elvira you emojis. You some more. Yeah, I got to get the garbage day one. I don't have the blue. So, like, <clears throat> I like that we have fun emojis, but I don't necessarily know what they mean. You know, like, what um, do you want them to mean? So, like, yeah. Jeremy gives me a hot phantasm ball, and I'm like, does that mean he likes it or does he want he wants to, to just drill you? Drill my fucking yes. brain. A little, little from column A, a little from column B. Okay. Can we get a drill tar so that we know? Oh, Ooh, yeah. Shit. I just need like a key, like a like a map. <laughs> this ball means this. Elvira's, you know, bosom means that. You should know exactly what Elvira means. It's <laughs> showtime. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, yeah, follow us uh, or join us on the Discord at discord.destroythebrain.com. Um, yeah, other than that, I mean, I don't know what the hell we're showing in September for Late Night Grindhouse, so tune in on the Fun. next episode. Mm-hmm. Um, it might be Shocker. I might okay. just try to knock that out of the way. <laughs> Another knocker with Shocker. Hey, September Shocker. Dane Cook's special. Yeah, how'd oh. you know? Why do you kill everything? What? <laughs> two, oh. two in pink, oh. one in stink. Yes, oh no, not. I that saw one. a bumper sticker for that. At yeah, Spencer's as a kid, it still exists. Oh. I okay. saw. Oh, I was gonna say I saw a fun bumper sticker on the way over. Said I quit the band and now I just play with myself. Hey, that's yeah. a good one. I guess. Cool, cool. He anyway. went to the shooting range. So. <laughs> no shit. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> in his Sebring. Anyways. All right. Let's talk about what we've been watching in between the recordings of the episodes. Jeremy Jones. Oh, I'm just going to get right into it. I watched The Empty Man on HBO Max. Mm. Empty Man is a this, movie based on yeah. a graphic novel by former St. Louis resident Colin Bunn and Vanessa L. Del Rey. Details about a ex-cop who is looking for the daughter of a friend and uncovers this cult. Um, Mm. It was produced by 20th Century Fox and it was a victim of opening in a pandemic, them having no idea what to shoot or what to how to market the film. It looks like kind of a Slender Man ripoff yeah. from the ads. This cult he uncovers just goes kind of deeper and deeper. And not only is um, Colin Bunn, you know, lived in St. Louis for a very long time and has set multiple comics around the Missouri and the metro area. Oh, really? Oh, that's um, cool. I believe it actually takes place in Illinois because they shot um, for the last week in Madison, Illinois, primarily. Huh. Mm. But they shoot on the Chain of Rocks Bridge, and it's like, huh. is they call it the Chain of Rocks. Like, oh, wait a minute. So this is shot locally, too. Yeah. Wow. For about a week. Oh, okay. They did uh, substitute Chicago for St. Louis, which I like knew right away. I was like, that's not super, super obvious. Bitches. They do shoot, I think, a little bit on around Lemp. Okay. Oh. All right. Yeah. Um, All right. Near my Lip house. Brewery. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. Um, 
I mean, closest. To I really don't want to get into it because the trailers don't do shit <laughs> to okay. tell you. But I'm trying to go in as blind great. as possible. Yeah, it so, is. It is long. It is two hours and seventeen minutes. It's a it's a thick um, boy. And they kind of got around that because they mostly shot in South Africa. And apparently, if they didn't turn in the final cut by a certain time, they would have lost all the tax credit. Oh yeah, okay. And so he was like, okay. And then he added like six more minutes into the movie. He was like, here you go, it's done. Gotcha. <laughs> so it's got this crazy opening twenty-two minute sequence, which would have been cut by like any studio. Hmm. Um. So is this like maybe the result? So I think two. Two plus hours is pretty lengthy. I'm sorry. Are you saying it's good? It's great. Okay. I really dug it. I didn't really know what was going on, but yeah, it. What's it called again? Empty Man? The Empty, the Man. Empty Man. Okay. Um, apparently, it is not a very faithful adaptation. Oh, okay. Because the series starts kind of as the world's going to shit because of things that happen. Like, okay. kind of, you're kind of thrown into the middle of the story, and this is more like the beginning of it, if it. If you will, mm. um, yeah, uh, solid. So it was written and directed by David Pryor, yeah, who okay. mainly got to start doing behind the scenes featurettes for. He actually got it for Ravenous. Yep, he like dug the hell out of that. It was like, hey, let me make a special feature, like DVD, and apparently it's like boosted the sales of that big time. Well, um, that movie bombed in the oh, box yeah, office. Oh, yeah, so, yeah. But then he started working with David Fincher. He did behind the scenes for Panic Room, Benjamin Button, Social Network, Girl with a Dragon Tattoo. Wow, just all uh, the stuff. I Am the Zodiac Killer, like that making yeah. of. Yeah. He what is did you my watch this on? HBO, HBO Max. Max. Oh, cool. Yeah. Uh, it has no physical release. I thought so, it had a DVD release, but no. no. Wow. That's, it got... That's a shame. They started advertising it a week before it came out in October. I remember this. And I remember the ads and I was like, what the hell is this? But I'm always sus when a movie kind of comes out of nowhere because. Well, and especially if it's dropping, you know, during. Yeah. Uh, global uh, pandemic. Yeah. Global di- pandemic in October. Or was it October or September? It was October. Okay. And I was very half tempted, but I also kind of, I think a lot of people probably got the impression that it was just a horror movie that was getting dumped in the theaters to try to get people to come out. And they were kind of, in a way, trying to exploit the the horror fan club, right? But exactly. And it's like, you know, it's good to hear that it's not that. And I think what repelled a lot of people and attracted the wrong people was kind of the Slender Man idea. Oh, yeah. Um, the creepy pasta. Yeah, yeah. Mm. And there are there are the bits of it, but it just so keeps tasty. going further. It is like, it's really fucking well done and like got shafted, but it seems to be. I've been meaning to check it out. A lot of people seem to be watching it more, yeah. which is good. It is. Yeah, it's kind of a shame that there's no physical release. I, I would nope. assume that may change. But then again, like another movie we're talking about, the it's 20th Century Fox, which became Disney. Yeah. So Disney didn't really care. What, yeah, what are they going to do with it? Yeah. Yeah, but now that it's on HBO Max, kind of leans to tell me that Disney doesn't give a fuck about it and probably signed over the, the, rights, the rights. Well, there's Warner a lot of 20th Century Fox movies that... I getting, think had clauses that they would get first run on HBO because, like, look at oh, New okay. Mutants and yeah, that's um, true. 
I can't think of anything else off the top of my head. Was yeah. Ready or Not Warner or Fox? No, that was Fox. Yeah. So like Ready yeah. or Not had first run on there. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So, well, shit. So then when it disappears, it disappears. Yeah. I think I, you, can, sure buy, you like, can buy it you can on buy like a digital or, yeah. copy, but. Okay. Well, who knows? I mean, Maybe if HBO has the rights to it, they usually keep shit on there for a hot minute. It'll, I mean, yeah. If it has nowhere else to go, then nobody's yeah. fighting over but it. But it's so. streaming rights. That's yeah, the but I'm just saying, if no one else into. wants it, they're going to keep it. Just, you know, no, it, it's a long movie, and I knew that. Go, I knew the running time going in. Right. Um, But I dug the hell out of it, and I can't recommend it enough. Cool. Cool. I'm going to watch that sooner or later. Rin? I finally watched Possessor. Fuck yeah. I'm really glad that I didn't know anything about it. And now you watched it with her? Yeah, this is my second viewing. Okay. Yeah, he kept like making me wait. He's like, you're going to want to like sit and focus and like have the (laughs) emotional attention span for this because there's a lot going on. We probably, I don't know if we were in the best state of mind when we watched it. Uh -uh. (laughs) (laughs) Uh-uh. I mean, we could tell it was a good movie and it was like one of my favorites of that year, but I really want to rewatch it because some of the very heady stuff didn't get to me, I don't think. (laughs) But go ahead. Sorry. I thought it was really cool. Like all the heady stuff that you're talking about to see the emotions and feelings that they're portraying because you know exactly what's happening, but the character isn't saying what she's feeling. Yeah. Yeah. It was very intense. (laughs) Yes. I I remember we watched it pretty loud too. Oh my. That kind of helped, I think, because it is, it's much like an assault on the senses and mm-hmm. I love movies that are like that it if almost reminded me yeah it almost <laughs> reminded me of that Daft Punk movie that we watched that was real Ooh. real trippy I don't even remember what was that called was Daft it Daft Punk movie Niles oh Electroma yeah yes. that's uh, yeah yeah totally same like cerebral like obviously in that movie there is right. no vote like nothing there's no dialogue at all so right. it really is just all visual and like watching the development of like degeneration of the mind, right? Yeah, the face so. melt. Yeah, and well, yeah, yeah. I don't even think I've watched that. that oh, Daft it's Punk wonderful. It, it's really good, but I will say, like, it makes you sad. Uh, is it a full length? Movie? Don't no, no hour. Okay. Um, okay. if you if you watch it and you're like, man, I want to watch this Daft Punk movie. It has nothing to do with Daft Punk, okay. other than okay. that they're in it. Yeah, it's more of a visual experimentation in like their viewpoint and how why they wear the robot mask. Okay. Or like I guess it's more just like a sci-fi experiment they wanted to do. Okay. Show. Yeah. Cool. So it's yeah it's super interesting and it's really pretty. Mm. So it's well shot. It looks like a very nice long hour long music video. Yeah. (laughs) And it it does have cool music but it's there's like only like two tracks that are them and it's they're more subtle songs. Gotcha. In cool. comparison to like Interstellar Five Five Five, which is like literally mm-hmm. their discovery album and then anime behind it. Yeah. They kind of sync up, but yeah. It's also like they just make movies that <laughs> I don't know if they're movies or if it's just a visual something, something to have. Something you play on a projector. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> All, All right. right. Sorry, I didn't mean to hijack. So yeah, the imagery very much so reminded me of the feelings that I experienced while watching that mm-hmm. Daft Punk film. Um, 
it also possessor gave me some really strong existence vibes, which I realized yeah. that this isn't Brandon's movie existence. It's his father's, but I mean, but it also does show you have Je- the relation. You have Jennifer Jason Lee as well. Yeah. Yes, so absolutely. I, I, I mean, there's more attributes to it, right? Yeah. Yeah. No, I, existence I, I is actually the, a movie I need to revisit. Same. I watched I, that before I was into all of this, uh-huh. and I was just like, "What the hell is going? <laughs> is he like putting a fleshy PlayStation in his box?" I what think is uh, what's funny is I think on the uh, on the website I posted something like somebody actually made an existence Xbox controller. Yes, I'm like yes. oh my god, uh, um, the helmet that she wears in the movie. Oh yeah, reminded me of the one that um, is Robocop briefly wears. worn in uh, Videodrome. Yeah. Oh. When yeah. he's seeing like the when he's in the, in the back of the um, it's eye like doctor the sh- place. Yeah. The, yeah. I, I almost said the shop. Optometrist. Yeah. Optometrist. Yes. Yeah. I. I mean, I, I was discussing this with somebody online not that long ago. I. I think Possessor is more of an identifying film for Brandon versus his first film, Antiviral, which mm-hmm. felt a little too derivative of his father's work. Yeah. I don't think he's ever going to escape the fact that he is the son of David Cronenberg. It's the world he grew up in. Yeah, it's just, it's going to be hinted out throughout this whole thing. But what I do like seeing is a movie like Possessor, which I can tell, oh, this isn't a David Cronenberg film. Right, it's still very different. Like, there's Uh hints of it, which is totally fine. But, um, yeah, I thought it was a solid movie. Absolutely. And I can't wait to see uh, his next one, Infinity Pool. Is it done? Uh, no, they're starting next month. Okay. I think, uh, Alexander Skarsgård is the lead in it. Nice. Um, Skarsgård. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Uh, I think Neon's already picked it up, so. Nice. That's the same company that put out Possessor. Mm-hmm. Um. Yeah. Yeah. I, I have, I do want to watch it again. I'm like ready to watch it again because it was just so much. It's yeah. a lot from, yeah, that's kind of what I was getting at with me and Niles is like, it was a lot of visual, a lot I, of visual. I, I want to of... say information, but yeah, it's more visual information, visual cues, even sound stuff. Mm-hmm. I think there's stuff that I missed. When she starts like disconnecting yes. from either being she yeah. is, yeah. I think those transitions and like how they he does the effects for that is very like... Uh, it makes you feel awkward mm. like it's supposed to yeah and as i said like i feel like he's similar but different with his dad and i felt the same about cronenberg films it's like you watch it and you'll be watching a scene that's very tough to watch and you're like am i i want to look away i want to look away <laughs> but i have to keep watching mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. there's moments like that in this and i i only saw antiviral like once and i didn't really pay attention i don't know why i wasn't paying attention but i just wasn't yeah so maybe i should rewatch it but <laughs> Uh, yeah, this one. It's on, a slower movie. On the second watch, I really got. I think I was having a hard time when we watched it, understanding the whole concept and the whole story. Yeah, because there's just so much going on, and yeah, sensual like the the hypersensitive like nature of just like. I well, actually, you know, my favorite thing is is the fact that like. There's a job in the future that somebody's going to watch through a video camera just to, like, tell you what color drapes are, like, so that a computer can know that those are brown drapes yeah. if, it, if it recognizes it on a webcam. Like, that's a job. 
color picker, yeah, baby. It's, <laughs> it's just, you know, just like using webcams to just looking on people's lives. Just so, you can look, just so you can look at objects and be like, okay, so now that now this thing's going to be recognized by this computer. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's fucked. Well, teaching the I mean, AI. I mean, yeah, it's teaching AI. Like. But that's, I, I think that's the other benefit with him versus like, I, I know David Cronenberg kind of with existence and a couple of his other movies kind of employs more sci-fi into his stories. Yeah. Um, this felt like but this believable. is a little, yeah, this is more ahead. Like I, I think it's, it's more heavy and reliant on the sci-fi aspect. Um, I mean, Videodrome, I feel like at the time, for sure. Yeah, when somebody watched that at the time, I assume they were like, "Oh my god, this is where we're going." But do you? Like, yeah, do you? Yeah. Do you really think that tapes? Ha- I don't know. I I think at the time people Beta thought it was interesting Beta. sci-fi. I don't know if they were just like, "Oh, this is the this is probably what's going to be the future" or something like that. I, well, I'm not talking about like the literal like body horror. I'm talking no, no, about no. Like I'm talking that about there's like the pirate signals, pirate signals that'll yeah. have just like yeah. violence and you know sexual which whatever. There is a movie. I do want to check out um, it's from one of the directors of The Signal um, I keep wanting to say Jacob Gentry but I think I'm completely wrong film? it's called oh. uh, Broadcast Interruption uh, okay hmm. Broadcast Signal Interruption it's playing at Fantasia oh, okay um, so I, I hope to see it soon but um, it's it's kind of on the same premise of like pirate frequencies so anyway Cool. So yeah, I watched that nice. on Hulu. Great. Yeah. Thanks, oh, I Hulu. forgot it was on Hulu. Yeah, Shit. that's how we watched it because okay. we don't own it yet, right? We absolutely own it. We did, did we watch it? our Blu-ray. Yes. Oh fuck. Oh, well, oh. oh my god. But oh. it is on Hulu, right? Oh, yep. It's still on Hulu. Okay, I just want to make sure. <laughs> oh, we're wow. not telling people the wrong things. Wow. I need to focus. <laughs> <laughs> Niles is like, I absolutely spent top dollar for that. Thank Shit, you. It was on sale. You guys did also watch the uncut version, right? Yeah. Yellow cover, not red cover? No. You'd know if you'd watch the uncut version. What's the difference? The dick. Long. (laughs) Yeah, we saw dick. (laughs) The whole scene. That's the start of the show right there. (laughs) I guess I just don't care when I see a dick. Yeah, I see lots of dicks. Like, I I guess I just didn't register. It's like, oh, yeah, that's somebody's body. It's like seeing a nipple. It's no, like, I well, like I like when movies you see do dick. That. I think it's honestly yeah because I'm tired oh, of yeah whatever. break down the stigma of yeah, people's yeah. bodies like, needing to be sexualized. Just show us constantly. a human in a very vulnerable physical form. That's what yeah. you're trying to do. It, Whenever there's care. male nudity in a movie, I always hope there's dick just to even the curve a little. Yeah, not like good dick. I'll no, be honest. We need dick. to see like Ooh, average dick. slash subpar dick. I I watched that Woodstock '99. There were so many dicks and so, so many. Flea played out too. like naked during that show, we and I was it. like, "Does Flea play the bass guitar with his dick? Because that thing is like no, but stretch it gets stuck strong. to the back. <laughs> <laughs> Does, Does it? You literally see a shot where he's like, "Oh!" <laughs> like Make I get that go. it was really hot out yeah. there, but I think I would have rather have had something on to like soak up some sweat, especially for well, the nethers. Usually they wear like the socks, but he went free ball. So, he definitely did. Which, I mean, I guess either way you do it, it's free balling. Okay. He went wild thornberries, if you know what I'm <laughs> saying. <laughs> now is what you watch. So bad. Uh, yeah, I borrowed uh, Horror Express from you, uh, directed by Eugenio. Eugenio? We'll say that. See. Si. Martin. Eugenio the Magnus. From 1972, uh, stars uh, 
again, another one that stars Chris Riley and Peter, Peter Cushing. Uh, I thought it was great. It was fun. Lots of fun. It was great. Yeah, great. We both had fun with it. It's so much fun. You guys watched that today or yesterday? yesterday? I think it's a good kind of morning. We literally woke lovely. up and that was the first thing we did was watch that movie. And yeah. I was like, perfect. Well, no. First thing I did yesterday was watch The Princess Diaries. Okay, I was asleep. <laughs> so, <laughs> Anyways. But yeah, it's super cool. Uh, I think it has enough schlocky goodness and also very like what okay do you know what uh savalas what's uh telly savalas yeah, what, what, what is he in the movie because he's not a cop because he like beats no, up the cop that's kojak right yeah <laughs> but he's like is he like a pi no i think he's like a royal person or something yeah but like because he's like above the police he comes oh. into the train and basically like starts beating up people are you sure he's just not a private investigator or no no something? no because literally there's a police officer he smacks in the mouth oh, and well. he says shut up and then like yeah i thought he was Allie? a cop i don't know no i think what he is i, is, I he think was like the local authority I, I think he was like the duke of that Shack shanty in the middle of Siberia. That's what I thought. <laughs> oh, man. You okay. get what I'm saying? Yeah, like, yeah, I feel yeah, like he's yeah. like, like small royalty. Well, yeah. Full disclosure. I had to open up the shrink wrap. Big surprise. <gasps> so on, you haven't seen this, this in a while either. I have not seen it since VHS. Okay. So basically what happens is Christopher Lee is a scientist and he does like an Encino man and he finds, <laughs> <laughs> he finds like a prehistoric man yeah. in, in ice and then is transporting it from Siberia to England, right? So he's, okay. they're on a train, bunch of different characters. You have Peter Cushing, who's basically just super interested in like what's in the box kind of scenario. So it ends up where the thing gets out Uh-oh. and it goes on a spree and it's super interesting because it starts out with like this like religious oh it's 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 satan because mm-hmm. there's like a rasputin character who yeah. who's like also like a priest um well rasputin was a holy man so was he yes yeah. okay well then yeah. rasputin was there and <laughs> he said that satan that satan's in the box and actually turns out it's like an alien that oh. like possesses like Creatures and it ended with that uh, pre-human mm-hmm. person. Okay, and then froze himself because he needed to oh, have man. longevity. So now he's alive again, and he basically is like, "Who's working on rocket ships? Because I gotta get out of here. I got it. I got a jet. <laughs> yeah, basically. Okay. So it's kind of interesting because it starts off being like this. Okay, yeah, it's Satan in the body of a caveman kind of a thing. And then it's like, well, actually, I'm an alien and this I just take whatever form I can possess. And then, yeah, it was I just thought the concept was like, oh, that's kind of cool. From what I remember, I really liked the concept of the movie. Um, you know, and then just you know, Christopher Lee. I think Christopher it, I think it's a fucking baller cast. Yeah, it's got a good cast, and we just love a good train movie. I do love train movies. Night I Train to too. Terror. Do you like that one? I've not seen that. Oh well. We like Terror Train. I like Murder on the Orient Inn Express. Express. Yeah. <laughs> the Darjeeling. What was that? Express. The the before and after round at Horror Trivia. Oh, have you watched um, <sighs> Night? Of- <laughs> no, no, no. Hold on. Oh, Beyond the, the name Door of the movie? Three. <sighs> Oh, no, I haven't seen Beyond the Door it's also 1. also known as Amok Train, so it's not a related. Muck? Yeah, Amok. It's a terrible title, but yeah, it takes place on a train. You could borrow it from Andy's video, I'm sure. Yep. Well, mm-hmm. I got to finish my second rental before I can yeah. get it. Oh. Yeah. I mean, I mean, I mean, we brought back one. You, you, dude, you got a five-day rental. You want, a, one. you want it seven? I'll talk to you, the owner. 
I'll let you know. Anyways, uh, I gave it three and a half stars, which is uh-huh. uh, probably being more generous, but I mean, it's definitely a solid three. Yeah. It's very silly. And yes, the creature is, you know, it's from, I don't know. what it, It's silly. It's, it's been a, so long it's since. It's a sign I've of the times. Sign know. of the times. There you go. Yeah, you watched the Severn release, and there is a Arrow video release. So okay, you, I'm probably gonna pick that up. I, I don't know. Uh, uh, maybe I should watch it. But yeah, I would give it if you have like a nice like uh, early morning kind of want to watch something fun and old timey and getting that vibe. Yeah, it's cool because it's set in like the 19, early 1900s. So okay. yeah, nice. Yeah, it's uh, a period piece. Period piece for sure. That. Okay, that's all I have to say about it. Cool. I was lucky enough to get a screener for a movie that will be out next Friday on the 20th. And it is. I already know what it is. David Bruckner's. Thank you for seeing this early. David Bruckner's The Night House. Uh, This premiered at Sundance 2020. Before the world went to shit. Mm -hmm. Um, Anyway, so I was interested because of David Bruckner. I recently just watched The Ritual, which took me forever to watch for some stupid. Did you say The Rick Roll? The rich, no, the oh. ritual. But by him saying that, he does rich. I think I watched that uh, last year, like, but it was the tail end of last year when I watched it. Um, I, I haven't seen it. I've seen that cover a thousand times. I what the know. ritual? Yeah, I've never watched oh, it's it. Good. Is it yeah, good? it's okay. really good. It's very. I've good. seen it forever streaming, but I've yet to watch. Yeah, it. watch it. Watch it. Um, just make sure you're watching. I think there's two ritual movies that came out that year, so make sure you're watching the one with the guys that go back uh, backpacking in the wilderness. Anyway, it's the one that's branded Netflix bought it, so yeah. it's branded as a Netflix yeah. film, but they did not produce it. So the Night House is David Bruckner, who is um, one of the co-directors from The Signal, which we just recently talked about. With yeah. uh, I think the other guy is Jacob Gentry. Anyway, um, so. This movie stars Rebecca Hall, and it is another 20th Century Fox movie. Searchlight Pictures is actually putting it out, but it was also kind of like Disney acquired it. They didn't know what the hell to do with their slate last year. So. Yeah. Um, so they pushed it. I mean, I think they always had plans to put it out in 2020, but I think they were looking for a fall release and then it got pushed and now it's coming out next Friday. Um, this is a solid haunted house movie and I got to be careful because it is a twisty movie. Um, so seems like the trailer trailer, like knocked me on my ass. I was like, what the fuck? It is solid. The bad things about it are some of it feels cheap, but in the grand scheme of things, it kind of does all make sense. Like Hell House? Uh, cheap kind of jump scares. Loud noises. Oh, like that. Yeah. So that does happen quite a bit. But the basic gist of this is Rebecca Hall is a teacher who becomes a widow because her husband killed himself. He got in a boat there like on this nice lake house sort of thing and... No, this happens in like the first five minutes of the movie. Yeah. No, you're fine. I'm and just getting, I'm getting in. You know, okay. He's getting, okay. He's getting <laughs> I didn't spooked. know if you were the giving spooks. me judgy looks or. No. Uh, you so, know I like a ghost house. So apparently in the middle of the night, he goes down to the dock and gets in a boat with a gun that she didn't even know he owned and shoots himself. So as she's dealing with this grief and like trying to understand why he killed himself, which he left a very mysterious note that says a few things that are very ambiguous. But once you get to the end of the movie, it all makes sense. Uh, It is a 
it plays out like a haunted house film until a certain point. Mm. I don't want to say any more. Kind of like Rebecca. Very fucking good. Um, I will say the some of the loud noise jump scares were kind of getting to me, but there is one very effective camera movement that is done that honestly reminds me of like Bava shit. Very good. As far as like camera trickery and like yeah. really leading the audience down one alley and just like saying, hey, we're going to do a complete 180 right now. Uh, Rebecca Hall is amazing in this movie and I'm not too familiar with her work. She was um, in the gift. The she was in the gift film. and I know she was in, uh, the awakening. Um, Oh, th- there, she's bounced in and out of like some horror movies. Yeah. Uh, throughout her career. Good. Yeah. Um, I thought it was solid. Uh, I always got that mixed up with like the lodgers though, for whatever reason. Anyway, this one is going to be out in theaters next Friday on the 20th. I, I don't want to explain too much more. Um, around that time, you'll see my written review on the oh. website. Um, but yeah, solid fucking movie. Don't really dismiss it because it's a studio horror movie of, you know, it's not The Conjuring. Or but whatever. did they actually did 20th Century produce it or did they pick it up? Um, I believe, I believe it was an acquisition because I think they it's an acquisition. It yeah. yeah. I think they picked it up at Sundance and then, you know, Disney came in and bought them out. So, <sighs> but apparently searchlight pictures is going to be their thing. And then Makes 20th sense. century studios, which is, it, it's not even called yeah. Fox anymore, which I find kind of odd, but uh, they're whatever. dead. Yeah, they're dead. So unless it's the network. Uh, highly recommend that movie. Check it out. Jeremy, what's your last one? Uh, recently, uh, something that has been missing from streaming for a long ass time has popped up on Prime, and that is Garth Marenghi's Dark Place. Fuck yes. I don't know if I've fully watched the series before. I caught it. I don't think episode. I've seen the full series. Yeah. It's. Guys, have you seen only, those? No. Um, this is. I, I think you would like a, it. Yeah, this is a show. That was written and created by Richard Aote and Matthew Holmes uh, back in 2004, where Holmes plays. Wait, no, I'm sorry. It is Matthew Holmes. Yeah. H-O-L-M-E-S. My apologies. Um, Where he was. He's basically like Stephen King, Clive Barker, schlocky 80s horror author. And he is revisiting this groundbreaking series. He filmed in the 80s mm-hmm. with his agent and one of the actors yeah. that takes place in a hospital dark place hospital so okay it is intercut with the actual episode and then modern day interviews with um homeless as merengue uh richard aote plays his agent who also has star as one of the characters on the show who's like first time actor so he's constantly like looking at the camera yeah. and just he's like being really his awkward self. Cause he's, he's amazing. Oh, he's so I love fucking him. Good in it. Yeah. Have you seen and, his travel um, show? I haven't. Oh, it's great. Uh, and Matthew Barry yeah. is in it as well as the heart, Get out of here. heartthrob doctor. So that's this. the first oh thing. Oh my God. Did you know that Matthew Barry like has like a musical yeah. like background? No, and I believe it. Solid. So, so good. Yeah. I just actually watched the last episode today and there's a music video that kind of reminded me of like death drug. <laughs> You know the um who's the guy from uh Miami Vice? Death Drug. Yeah. Oh, Death Drug. The yeah. movie Death Drug. <laughs> the movie Got Death it. Drug. Um, okay. Um uh, Tibbs. 
Tib, yeah, it's Tibbs, right? Tibbs. But it's not J. Michael Vincent. I almost said J. Michael Vincent. <laughs> God damn it. Okay, but whoever is not Don Johnson, there is this music video <laughs> for Matthew Barry's character that I was lost my shit, but it is, you know, um, and the the modern day interview quote modern day interviews are hilarious. Yeah. Um, it was directed all by Avery. I think it was one of his first series. I believe so. Um. And if you're not familiar, that's the uh, dude from. I absolutely know okay. who that is. Yeah. I was I like, I thought you knew. He has a thing I haven't seen. Oh, then it was I, early. So yeah, early in their career, only six episodes. What's it on? Prime. Prime. Awesome. Um, and yeah, I, I had seen one episode. Adult Swim carried it, <laughs> and I I liked it, but I did they? Yeah. Oh shit! They, I didn't they showed know that. it. Um, I don't know if they only showed it like once or if they because it's again. Huh. Very short. Okay. Um, there is actually a follow-up series or oh. spinoff, if you will. That's this called, I don't know. I learned this today, and I watched the first episode this morning. It's called Man to Man with Dean Lerner, where it's Richard Aoti's character, who's his agent oh. and publisher, has his own late-night talk show. <laughs> and Matthew Hol- Holmes uh, oh my God. is different guests on every episode uh, so the okay. first one he's garth Marenghi. nice <laughs> and uh he's like talks about his new book huh. and, you know he does books called like slicer and like slasher four and it's awesome um <laughs> he shows a clip from his new movie called war of the hornets <laughs> no sorry war of the wasp oh and like it's like okay um you know he on that show he's like I looked at a wasp and I thought, what happened if they went to war? And the book wrote itself. Like, <laughs> That's cool. His behind the scenes on Dark Place, he says, with this show, I wanted to make people laugh and cry and shit themselves at the same time. Oh, wow. <laughs> uh, but I just found out, yeah, this kind of follow up, because again, it was Dark Place is just six episodes. Yeah. So it is wham, bam. Sure. I think. Man to Man is six episodes. It is not streaming anywhere, but if you look hard enough, you might find it on a tube. E. Mm. Nope. No. On a U if you tube. Oh, if I tube. Yeah. If you were to tube on the. Uh, if nope. you were to tube. Nope. If you, there was going to be a different sound um, coming you out. Were nope. tube. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, um, cool. it was really fun to just kind of. Rediscover the episode I had seen, which is a very fucking weird one to watch, where a man's getting fucked by a oh. one-eyed creature. <laughs> yes, as opposed to a woman, because <laughs> that's you know old hat. Well, because he gives birth. <laughs> Wait, yeah. Wait, um, like Junior? Yeah, yeah. Like there's a lot of like goofy horror tropes. He kind of reminds me of like Ramsey Campbell. <laughs> oh Jesus! <laughs> I can is it like bad it. Milo? That's like not no. not really. I don't I don't know. Highly recommend that as well. Cool. And that's on Prime. Yes. And just FYI, everybody, we do have show notes and I do put links to everything. I'll put so. I'll put links to Man to Man and Yeah. In the uh Throw it in what's Discord. It Discord. Yeah, there yeah. you go. What's it called? <laughs> what's it called? <laughs> uh Niles and I will be covering the next feature oh, together. Tag team. It is another uh from our double feature yesterday morning. It is called Witch Trap. It is also known as The Presence, correct? 
Really? Niles? Oh, shit, I didn't know it had an alternate. Yeah, so the actual title that pops up is The Presence. Oh, um, that's right. So that's right. I stopped you from talking about Vinegar Syndrome and my purchasing because I because made I find my, I finally made my first uh, Vinegar Syndrome purchase, and it was You only, know what we do when that happens. I Everybody know. pisses on one leg. One leg, not the other. Old P leg. That's what I call it oh, every um, time that looks. So we all just get into a circle, and we're like, ah, you're one of us now. It's like Pee Limp Biscuit, but it's yeah. Vinegar Syndrome. Um, anyways, but basically, I ordered... Just two movies to start with, and and two that I was conf- confident taste. about. Yeah, just a taste. I had just seen Witch Trap before. I was watching like Prime by myself. Uh, my wife Ren has not seen it, so we watched it yesterday morning. But my other one, I got that, and I got Bloody Games. Bloody Games. Deadly Games. Dead. No. Blood Games. Blood, Blood Games. Games. Blood Games. I apologize. Oh man, have you seen Blood Games? Yeah, I love it. Okay. It's yeah. amazing. Yeah. Anyways, and then I guess I ordered something else that I just Luz, yeah, Luz. I, that I totally forgot about. That, so. Because I sent it to you. Yeah. Because even oh, though the Blu-ray's been labels, yeah, right? yeah. Uh, altered in innocence, yeah. I think. Uh it's been out, yeah. but now it's got that sexy VS slipcover. And now you can get it. <laughs> Look, now wow, wow, you've already Talked about your slipcover thing. You could literally sell that for probably twenty bucks in two years. I don't care. Um, Just letting you. So we watched, yeah, Witch Trap, which is I actually mad at myself because we needed to watch Witchboard first. No, because it very explicitly states it is not a sequel to Witchboard, but it is. I know, but I love and I was like that like disclaimer. And I realized when I was watching, I was like. Oh, I think I actually like Witchboard better, but I don't yeah. remember. I don't know. I, Man, I, I was really, really fucked like up when I watched board. both of them. Yeah. So anyways. That doesn't sound like it. Fuck, I don't no. have Witchboard. So yeah, Witch Trap. Um, I mean, technically, it's got the same premise as like The Haunting, but instead they brought like security with them, right? So yeah. it's like The Haunting Team plus three hired guns, right? including... Uh, James W. Quinn, who plays the like the only person worth a damn in the yeah, whole movie, pretty much, dude. He, well, he's hilarious. Quiggs, he's not. Uh, well, yeah, but she gets killed off so <laughs> early, and it's yeah. like she does not get. We to know shine. why she was there. It's it's like we a needed cameo. we needed the shower <laughs> right. scene, right? <laughs> yeah, uh, dude. I don't know. It, it's I mean, for ninety schlock. It was, I love, it was 80s. Yeah. It was is it 89? All right. Fine. Okay. Or late 90s or late 80s schlock. I think it's fun. It's fun. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah. Uh, I Have don't you think seen Nightmare Sisters yet? No. Oh, man. Oh, but yeah, is it as good as Switchblade so, Sisters? No. Oh, I love no. Switchblade Sisters. So now, Sisters. I don't know. It, it was fun. I had a good time. And yeah, the guy's like hilarious. His one liners are like, so awful, but like perfect. unnecessary. He's like trying to yeah. be like a film noir kind of guy. Like, <laughs> yeah, you know, but dames, I, you dame. I just realized I want you to watch a movie and I don't own it. Oh, no. Guess you're going to have to buy another oh, no. movie. I think Niles would get a fucking kick out of Doom Asylum. Sounds horrible. Oh, it yeah. It's not the best, yeah. but <laughs> it's got like really bad one liners. Rin, what did you think of which? Yeah, what did you think of it? Uh, <laughs> it's a movie. It was good. a hard watch, to be honest. I think it. Uh, I'm glad that I didn't try to watch it by myself. 
but she would have just turned it off. Yeah, yeah, it would have been better with like more people, to be honest, because it was so bad. It's kind of a party movie. Like, I think it would have been fun for like Grindhouse because it was just like such bad acting that everybody would enjoy it in that setting. Like the bad. It's like bad acting. But like. I assume the script is bad because they're just reading from the script, yeah, like clean from that script. It's prominent <laughs> like characters. Just read the cue cards. <laughs> well, I told Karen that I went yeah, to like the store, the and so main, I went to the store. Yeah. I would say the second to main, like female character, who's like basically the person who's hosting this entire thing, right. might be one of the worst actresses yeah, I've ever seen awful. in my entire life. Um, everyone else, I mean. The the like black dude who's like licking his lips the whole time at Leanna Quigley. Like, oh shit, I forgot about yeah. that. He's like one of the security guys. She was asking for it. Yeah, basically. Oh. No, no. I mean, no, she was like into him back. Yeah, she oh. was. They, they oh, were having yeah. a little. No, thing. I, I was joking. When, and then know? when she, okay, yeah, sorry. when Leanna Quigley dies in the shower, he looks all upset and stuff. I'm like, yeah, because you had a crush on her for half a day. You must be really like, ah, oh, that one must have cut deep, bro. <laughs> Hurts like a knife. Um, because they probably could have made out. <laughs> cool. I mean that's that's Probably like that's cool. like the amount of like you know I don't know <laughs> there wasn't yeah. a lot of depth yeah um and it's then a, they had, it's a fun movie they I had think. a vacuum <laughs> like that's the whole point is the witch trap it felt like a hard ripoff so, of Ghostbusters that was bit. no good yeah so, so you're saying no Luigi's Mansion is a direct pretty much it was like a vacuum that would suck in the ghost if they got too close I hear you. Yeah, um, I didn't like the house they chose. It felt too California modern. I I don't know. I like an well, old timey looking you what you mansion. Shoot in. Yeah, no, no, I know. I'm sure they did porn in that in the morning and then this movie at night. So hell yeah. Um, it reminded me a lot of like the Puppet Master, original Puppet Master, like that acting. Yeah, and it's just like, and then it's how it's shot. It's, I don't know. It's entertaining. I gave it three stars on Letterboxd because I feel like it's you a part. You love it's a- rating things on Letterboxd. I do. I have to. <laughs> you take it very seriously? I do. Yeah. Hold on. I'm so, not, so I don't bullshit this This stuff. past Friday, we hung out and like we had a serious talk about Letterboxd because Jeremy doesn't rate anything. He just I uses rate, it as a diary. Some things. Um, you don't want to know what people think about what you think. It's funny because like. Doug famously doesn't rate anything, and he's yeah. explained why. And I, I understand. I yeah. Um, I just don't. I know what I like, and I know what I don't like. But I yeah. can look back and be like, oh, yeah. But I don't need to, I don't know. Yeah. Be so analytical about it. The you only ones I have to yes unpack no. are, like, fucked up Lifetime movies. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't have a lot of those. I like mean, the hand you should that put those in cradle. your favorites. No, that was The Stranger She Brought Home, which was, like, a... Uh, Thriller version of um, While You Were Sleeping. I love While You Were Sleeping. Such a good. I mean, yeah. I, I, so I think it's definitely worth a watch. And I'm at the point now that I want to go back and watch. I, I mean, I got to purchase it now, obviously. I got to buy Witchboard <laughs> and I actually want to rewatch Night of the Demons because I think I didn't give it what. Oh. So I watched it during the middle of the day by myself, mm-hmm. sober as a lamb. No. And let me tell you we'll how much unfun that was. So uh, could we're we gonna just watch- borrow that from Andy's video no. as like a homework assignment. No, it's time? gonna be no, fun. no, no. Don't we'll watch it this October. I like Night of. I do like Night of the Demons, but I feel it's like two months away. What kind of gets me 
Is the final girl is annoying as fuck. Yeah. Remember what she said? Remember? I was like, oh, <laughs> maybe that's what I didn't like. I feel like I hated her. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah she's, I don't know, man. I mean, that's not, that's a movie that I don't, I don't give a shit about the main character, but everybody else is fun. Pretty much. Yeah. Anyway. Anyways. So, Witch Trap, you're happy you bought it. Oh, yeah. I got totally that slip cover too. I don't know. I don't even remember. Don't. That's how much is unimportant to me. <laughs> doesn't count if you don't. Really. If I if I got it, I probably threw it in the trash. Oh, oh my God. hell yeah! Well, why would I want extra trash? This is how we're gonna get feedback from people. <laughs> like, Good. How fucking dare you? They're gonna. I just throw the whole case away now. and I keep it in a binder. <laughs> <laughs> So I just have a couple of, I just got a couple of binders full of very expensive Blu-rays that I (laughs) paid for just so I could have the movie, not all the features and whatever bullshit comes with it. That's the household I grew up in. My God. Yeah. All of my Arrow videos, all all those posters (laughs) and Arrow stuff, I throw away. Oh, Jesus. I just turn paper. I make them into paper mache. (laughs) (laughs) So Rin, did you like it or no? It was fine. Okay. All right. Ooh. That's the Jeremy Jones. It did have some, okay. It did have some Jesus. cool kills. <laughs> yeah. The like kills I actually fun. thought the kills were decent. I was like, yeah. okay, the neck thing. You didn't see that coming with Leanna Quigley. Yes. Quig- that was, getting, yeah, no, that felt like a Freddy Krueger. Like, moment, damn, you know, very much so. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's, uh, I think it was silly. And the head explosion. Yeah. That Ooh, came out of nowhere. Yeah. What is this? Scanners. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, cool. So the last thing that we're going to discuss um, is out today on Netflix. It's a eight episode series. Mr. Exclusives over here watching shit. We can't watch it. Shut up. What? Well, y'all could have came over and watched. You didn't fucking invite anybody. Nobody talks to me. I just thought we literally saw you two days ago. You didn't even mention it. Uh Uh-huh. Andy lives Uh his own life. Okay. Brand new cherry flavor is the name of the show. Um, This Mm -hmm. is definitely on Jeremy and I's radar because of Nick and Tosco, who is one of the creative minds behind the Channel Zero series, which Mm -hmm. I still haven't finished that whole fucking thing. And he also worked on Hannibal. And he worked on Uh, Hannibal. Uh, Antlers is hopefully coming out in October. Uh, Another Searchlight film. Yes. Fuck. Um, but yeah, hopefully that comes out because that's his original story. Mm-hmm. I think it is right. Okay. Um, anyway, he is a showrunner with Lenore Zion, which is just a fucking cool name right off the bat. Uh, it follows this. It's a eight episode series on Netflix starting today on Friday the 13th. Uh, oh, by the way, happy Friday the 13th. Holy shit. We didn't say that at the top of the hour. So it follows this character who is a filmmaker that moves out to L.A. And she's essentially beckoned or gets the call from this producer who is interested in basically producing a feature length film of this short film that she's sent out. Um, And she's super excited. She gets there. She gets to L.A. and she meets up with her old boyfriend who lives there permanently and she's basically uh, couch crashing. 
And just so she could have this meeting with this producer, she meets with the producer a couple of times. And of course, because he's fucking man, he feels that he can put his hand on her thigh and tries to hit on her and she denies him and he ends up trying to steal the movie from her. So now he gets somebody to actually direct the film because her stipulation was that if you're going to produce this film, I have to direct it. Mm -hmm. And she's a first time director. So obviously it's, you know, frowned upon with the big money people like, oh, you don't know what the fuck you're doing. We're not going to give you all this money to make a movie because this is also set back in the 90s. So you're talking about actual money versus what's happening now. Anywho, um, so producer becomes a scumbag he fits his role and does uh tries to steal this film by basically giving the project to a different director to direct the film in uh retaliation the woman that moved out to la or just moved to la to have the meeting and try to get her film made decides to go to katherine keener <laughs> to put a curse on this producer and basically make his life a living hell that's it's not as clear-cut as it it's gonna happen she ends yeah. up puking kitty cats no. uh it is probably the most i am i'm not completely finished i'm in the sixth episode right now but this is one of the most original things that i think i've seen in a long time okay it is so much fun it's it's not as I mean, besides the cat puking, it's not as gory as you would probably want, but it is so interesting. And Catherine Keener, I absolutely love and adore in this this series. She's doing something completely different um, along the lines of like what she kind of did with Get Out. Mm -hmm. Um, It's like she kind of hit this point in her career where she does Get Out and now she's going somewhere completely different places she hasn't really gone before i really dig her performance in this in the show um overall i i really i really dig it um there's some creepy parts too and i think for fans of channel zero you're gonna dig this okay um yeah, yeah it, i i didn't even realize it's it based was on a book nick and and Tocosa? yeah and casa and tosca uh, and tosca um until i clicked it took me a couple days to realize it was him. Then I was like, I'm based on channel zero and his mm-hmm. other work. I was like, I'm in. That's the same thing with me. Like I love Hannibal. I love the Hannibal show. I think a you lot of that is finished. The I don't want to let it go. Season. <laughs> but you haven't finished any of his shows. Oh, no. I, oh, oh, I am. A liar. Liar. I mean, but like channel zero. Poser. I am a Chan- liar. Channel zero is like multiple different stories. Though, yeah. Right? Yeah. So I saw. Multiple- Four seasons, six episodes. The Pirates season. Cove one or that's uh, Candle Cove. season one. Yeah, yeah, I watched that. That was cool. No End House. Have you watched No End House no, or Butcher's that's Block? The fucking nope. shit. No yeah. End House. I love, and I'm I'm excited to watch Butcher's Block. Oh, he hasn't watched Butcher's Block, or dude. The what's the door? wait? These are on Shutter now, aren't they? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, they're all on Shutter. Sweet. Um, but yeah, I highly recommend the show I'm talking about again is called brand new cherry flavor. It's based on a book, which I've never heard of. Nope. Um, but I may be interested to, to read it because I I feel like maybe this adaptation is probably missing a few things. Uh, it is a very wild ride. I'll tell you that much. Um, 
It's a lot of fun. Highly recommend it. If you have Netflix, it does come out today, Friday the 13th. So check it out. All right. Let's get into our main feature, which is IFC's Werewolves Within. This one is directed by Josh Rubin, who previously directed uh, Scare Me, mm-hmm. which was on Shudder. Yeah. I was not... I mean, I liked them. I liked that movie. I loved it, but it felt like I loved it as well. It felt so, more like a wrong. play. It yeah, felt more sure. like a play. I understand, but I liked it could, that. It could they, have been a play. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It and could, it's something I think that it would work better as a play. Um, <laughs> but I liked that. Scare me. Basically, was like it was imaginative. Yeah, yes. with the sound, the lighting and By the sound using effects just and, words and yeah. the way it shot. Yeah. It made you feel like you were in the story. Yeah. There's a very so it was successful. I, I don't want to I actually I don't want to make it I've convinced Jess to watch Scare Me based on how I told her Oh, how she the would movie like it. Why not? Yeah, yeah. Oh, okay, yeah. It's no, got no, it's got lulls. She's down to watch it. It's got like uh but I told her how it's an anthology film that it's Told by yeah. two, it's basically an anthology film, but they use sound effects and lighting and stuff to actually do it. Where yeah. it's just two people, and she was like, "Now, oh, the yeah, like, ending." She she'll be fine. <laughs> <laughs> the ending, yeah. I mean, look, but we're not talking about. We're not, we're not talking about scary. Scare me. Me. We're not. Anyway, continue. I, I do like that movie, and I felt that there was more promising things for that director, which, luckily enough. We get Werewolves Within. This is not based the next on year, yeah. yeah, this is not based on um a screenplay that he wrote, but I still feel like it is mainly Josh Rubin's film because now that you can compare Werewolves Within yeah. with Scare Me, you do definitely see similar beats. It, it's much like uh he does kind of remind me of Edgar Wright in a in a weird way. I mean, technically, my biggest thing is this movie reminded me a lot of Hot Fuzz. Yes. Because it's small town. Yeah. This town thinks certain things about each other, and you can tell there's polar opposites in the town, and something's going on behind the scenes. So, hold on. Before we get too deep into it, let's let's talk about what this movie's about. So, number one. What? Yes, sir. What? The screenplay is placed, placed on a video game. It's... <laughs> It is. It's, it's based on a video game. Jesus. Uh, so, yeah, that's what I was about to say. So I didn't know it was based on a uh, video game. But once I saw the logo of Ubisoft, I'm like, wait, that's a video game company. I had I had heard it was. Um, I watched. So Werewolves Within is a VR game. Yeah, I didn't know this. Yeah, it is like it is online VR and it is like. Mafia, if you've ever played that game yeah. in person, where everyone is assigned a role, you get told what role you are, and you have to convince basically other people like, oh, no, 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 this person's definitely a werewolf. Or so like, it's like the thing game. It's like Among in Us. In a way, yeah. Hmm, cool. And it's like, no, I'm I'm just like, there's, you know, people like, oh, no, I'm just a villager. And then there's one called the Deviant, and that's the one who wants to be considered a werewolf, because if they get chosen, if they get voted as a werewolf and they get killed they win mm. and it's like yeah there's there several different roles there's at least one or two werewolves in each game and you have to kind of successfully guess and you basically plead your case and there's interesting features where if everybody's kind of arguing and you want them to stop you can stand up and it will mute everyone's mics that's hmm. playing hmm. so you can talk 
Interesting. Yeah. Now I want to play the game. I don't have mm. VR, and it's but like, I don't have. VR. <laughs> yeah, it's like Oculus Rift and like. Oh PS man, that's not. I mean, this computer says it can run VR. Maybe I'll give it a whirl sometime. Do you have the Oculus? Uh, no, but yeah, I, I, yeah. <laughs> I guess I, it's VR ready. No, I, I still want to. I mean, destroy the brain talk. I still want to do a Twitch series with Niles where he plays scary games and we video record. We keep talking about this, and it's not happening. It's happening. It's I'm he's not too pushing scared. It. It's, it's coming this October. Well, I had another idea I wanted to do too. Oh I well, mentioned. we'll talk off. Yeah, mic. is it also scaring me? No, it's fun. It's, it's fun. It's not scary. It's fun. It's I told you him there was a bug in our house, and he's like, "I'm not sleeping here." Oh, do you want to come over and see all the spiders in my basement? Nope. Okay. All right. So, werewolves with it uh, is based on a VR video game, and it is written by Mishnah Wolf and directed by Josh Rubin. And uh, basically, the 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 basic gist of this is Finn Wheeler, played by Sam Richardson, who I recognize from Veep. Yeah, um, Veep. I don't um, know what else he's really. Been he's in, in the Tomorrow War. Oh, and then, I haven't then, watched it yet, but I he's. I, I saw him in the trailer. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I got nothing on that. Isn't he best friends with the guy who does I Think You Should Leave? Yeah, Tim Robinson. Yeah. I know he's been in a couple of those yeah, skits. Yeah, he no, has. He has. But, oh, but before I've seen this movie, I, I didn't, I was like, oh, I think this is a dude from Veep. It is. Um, so anyway, Sam Richardson plays Finn Wheeler, who is a forest ranger that is moving to a very remote area due to a project where they're trying to run a pipeline into uh, or near a national park. Yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. So he's got to kind of supervise it. Uh, so he's moving into this like really cool bed and breakfast, like that's local to the town. And uh, I guess they do long term rentals because also he finds the male woman uh, played by I, I can never pronounce her name. Lana Weintraub, I think. Yeah. So you might know her as the AT&T girl. Her mm-hmm. name is Lily. Yeah. Um, but this is the first She's a comedian. This is the first major role that I've seen her in, but I've I think she's seen been her in a couple of like other movies. At Midnight when that was a thing. Yeah, she was yeah. a regular on it. Okay. Uh, anyway, she's the male woman of the town, and basically her and Finn go around the town as she's delivering mail she kinda, and she, introduces Yeah, she introduces everybody. him to the residents of the town, and it includes like... The lowdown. And the town is yeah. called Beaverfield. If Lotion Angel Lady. <laughs> that was the, sir- that oh was the syrup lady, yeah. yeah. <laughs> the soap Janine. bottle angels. <laughs> Janine. She makes a soap bottle angel, and um, you know, Sam Richardson is obviously African-American, and he makes this joke. He's like, oh, oh, white angel. Yeah, it looks yeah, just like me. Looks just like me. <laughs> but uh, and of course, Janine and her husband, who uh, Marcus? No, I, I can't remember no, his name. Pete. Pete. Um, <laughs> they are definitely uh, Trump supporters. <laughs> and like the, they can't. It's just kind of wild. So, yeah, they own like the syrup farm. Right. Because they're in Vermont. Mm. Yes. Yes. Mm-hmm. It's a Vermont small town. She wants yeah. to open small up town Vermont. a craft store. She wants to town. she wants to get the payday of closing this syrup company right. for the pipeline to get it. And then you have um you have the uh gentrifiers, quote unquote. Yeah. That is um like Harvey uh, Gulian, Julian? Ha- Joaquin and uh Devo Wolfson. So that's Henry Harvey G- uh Guillermo from, what, yeah, we do in Guillermo from what we do in the shadows. Yeah. And, 
uh they like run a yoga studio and they're like we're not gonna sell but they're find out you know they're techie like <laughs> they made their money like in the tech industry, in the tech right. industry. Yes. And, and now they've moved to the small town retired. where they want to keep it the way it is mm-hmm. and they don't want a pipeline coming through the town. So yeah, the, the town split yeah. half and half. It's not even half and half. I think it's only like three people that are holding out or I three think there's families. like seven people that live in this uh, town. Yeah. I mean, the owner of the yeah. inn didn't okay. want so to, but, and her husband was on the edge yeah, yeah, of yeah. where he was decided. So I honestly think it was half and half and the whole, th- like the whole thing is you have to have unanimous. Little, they do a little 10 little Indians to yeah. get rid of these people. Basically. Right. That's what it yeah. feels like. Right. And exactly. <clears throat> but, um, I think, uh, cause you also have, uh, Wayne Duvall at Sam Parker who's yeah. headlining or kind of, make like trying to make this project happen he owns a gas company with a very phallic uh yeah the <laughs> giant flame the giant oh i got the names wrong trisha is the craft lady yes janine is the one that runs the bed and breakfast yes. she's a sweetheart um but her husband was in favor of the pipeline she wasn't he was on the edge of being in favor i think the dude was working on him Are like financially yeah, but that becomes a plot point later. So, well, so anyway, Dave is his name, and he becomes missing. So they're trying to figure out what's going on, and then they find Dave, and he is horribly mutilated. Well, so they it don't becomes, find him till later, though. Right, but it becomes a murder mystery. At I that thought point. you were doing the tour still because they had, they they go into the empty like oh, hall with the Ace of Base well, love just, scene. Yeah, but, why don't you well, just you say? Go with the meth heads either. Yeah, and then the meth heads. Those guys are funny. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, what part? She was waiting for like a car part or something. Basically, so he does a tour of the town and he goes and he meets the craft lady. Yeah. And then he goes and they they break into, well, not break into, the male lady has a key into this closed down like arcade slash bar slash whatever. It's an axe throwing bar. Yeah, Yeah, what's the name of the bar? Axe ecstasy i don't know know. (laughs) it's fucking dope and it's like they're like having this moment where you can tell that like they're interested in each other things are going great and then like ace of base comes on so niles was just a walking well yeah i was just having a good moment once the ace of base song he starts like fantasizing about it yeah right and then he like ruins it yeah, because he does have a girlfriend, maybe. Does he? <laughs> he, he has an ex. Yeah, he doesn't he know how to be broken up. Yeah, he doesn't yeah. know that she has no interest in him. Right, but and unfortunately, so the, the girlfriend does call, like, when this moment happens. Yeah. <laughs> ruins, ruins the everything. moment. And he, well, he but, but he answered. He, he yeah. did it. Yeah, okay? he's a fool. He is a fool. Uh, and then they leave from there and they go to visit the Hunter's Lounge. Yeah. Lodge. Lodge. Sorry. <laughs> uh, to deliver a mail. And she asks him to deliver it for her because he's terrifying. Yeah. There's literally yeah. signs all over the property that says you will be shot. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And he, he's like uh, he's out hunting when he like goes to find him. But anyway, um. Yeah, so they meet each other and then they end up all at the lodge because the power goes out. Huge storm rolls into town. Yeah, blocks the road. Yeah, blocks the road. You have a shining situation. They lose power. Yep. Yeah. And then so they all stay over overnight and then in the morning they that's when they find Dave. Yes. And they realize, oh, we have, you know, a killer on our hands, even though like it's obviously 
an animal. Right. And there's also a scientist that is staying at the bed and breakfast. Becca Henderson is Dr. Ellis. She's a doctor. She's an environmental scientist. So she's conveniently staying there and she decides that she's going to investigate into Dave's murder here and take hair samples, which were also found on the missing missing dog. Missy yeah, dog? the dog collar. <laughs> what was his or name? The leash. It was the leash. What was the dog's name? You skipped the I part where remember. she shows up. So the craft lady shows up and she's her dog's been missing, right? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. yeah. yeah. So they all showed up and then, yeah, but the power then went out. So anyway. When Dr. Ellis is like examining uh, my husband's body. Yeah. My favorite line is Marcus goes, what are you, a wolf detective? <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, uh, that that's really all you need to know. I mean, that's the whole setup is like yeah. they get caught in the bed and breakfast, powers out. Yeah. People are murdered. Need to figure out why. Who done it? Somebody's Who dead. Somebody it? gets attacked. Yeah. Somebody yeah. gets ex- a- attacked and. Uh, it is it is a very playful film. I guess is absolutely. the best way to say it. That was fun. I I loved it. Yeah, I yeah, really absolutely. did. It made me laugh so hard. Uh, Sam Richardson, I think, is really great in this movie. He's wonderful. And it, it's a shame that Tomorrow War was the next movie that he did, because honestly, I do think he's hopefully he's going to get Maybe, bigger know. roles. Yeah, because I really do like him, and I think he does have enough chemistry. And just like characterist. Absolutely. Uh to like carry a film, which is a very demanding role. But I think he does it. And I think uh M- Milena? Milana. Right? Milana. Her name is Cecily in this. Yes. Uh who plays Cecily. She is also amazing. Yeah, she's great. Fantastic. <laughs> thank thank you, Niles. Motherfucker. Fantastic. That's all he's gonna do. And then he's gonna doodle the rest of the episode. Right? Fantastic. <laughs> Son of a bitch. So anyway, um, because this film is so playful, I think that's that's what really works for this movie. And it's also f- very fast paced. I was actually surprised yeah. uh because there's not a lot of calm time or or uh valleys. In, in these peaks and valleys, right? No. It's mainly all peak. It's all fucking peak. I mean, they take time to like do like. Sure. No, no, no. I, I'm saying the only time that steps away from the interaction and just straight dialogue constant is like when they do like B roll of just like the sleepy town. Yeah. Like, where all this stuff's yeah, happening. Yeah. So it's great. Yeah. I, I'm really excited to rewatch this in wintertime. I think that'll oh, yeah. be great because it's like, ooh, it's snow day. Let's watch this. Because what I really liked on it from a technical standpoint is when the plot is not moving at a breakneck piece mm-hmm. or, or pace, sorry, when it's the storyline is in the lull, right? When it's in the valley. Yeah. The editing and the technic, uh, technical stuff is working overtime and trying to keep that pace energetic. Yeah. So it's a very energetic film. And I think that's why I made a very simple comparison to Edgar Wright. Yeah. With his editing. So I like to see it. Well, and that's why it's like, I mean, technically this is like a variation on like a hot fuzz and, or like, yeah, again, like an Agatha Christie's 10 little Indians. It reminded me a lot of that too. Just like them all being in that one building and who's the killer. Right. And one at a time, certain people are dying and certain people aren't. 
Yeah. Hmm. And I know there's an agenda here. Hmm. But, um... So this pipeline needs all yes votes? Hmm. Well, that's what I thought was funny, because you were saying, you're stating that I thought the, the owner of the hotel or was on the, the fence, and, I mean, technically, he dies, so... Well, so when he dies, there is a comment like, yeah, Dave was for the pipeline. But like, and you, and, and now he's out. Yeah. So you're you're trying to eliminate people. Is it the people that, that are that were for, for it? it? Yeah. yeah. No, I, so, I know. So it becomes that in the murder mystery. Rin, what did you what did you think about this movie? I really liked it. I love a good horror comedy. I like when something makes me laugh, but it still has like decent gore and a really good yeah. story to it. I think it. it's. I mean, it. In my opinion, it kind of like lean more on the comedy but yeah. I was totally fine yeah. with that it was fun that it had like this more modern twist that's a little little relatable yeah. since everything's so polarized politically yeah. <laughs> right now um I liked the slight I also like that it, that that wasn't heavy-handed I mean, no, no yeah. it was very like middle felt of very, the road felt very yeah. real yeah yeah like they all they all dealt with each other mm -hmm. like they yeah they worked as a community even though they didn't work as a community how about that yeah, yeah. right yeah yeah, um, it was like a realistic snapshot they, into they, a small town. Yeah, yeah, they all had the sense of community. They just didn't want to be a community. Yeah, mm -hmm. my family lives in like middle of nowhere, Minnesota. So I've visited small towns very right. similar to this where it's like yeah. hard, <laughs> hard personality types yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> all the way around. And everybody is one way or the other. So I feel like it was pretty great. All the people who were in this were great in their roles. I read some somebody wrote something that was like almost like a Fargo vibe where it was like, <laughs> I mean, just because I think the setting it's and like it was I a think little too coastal town. to me. Yeah, small town. <laughs> it was much more like East Coast and not what's, so much like Midwestern vibes. What's the movie I just watched recently that takes place in that's like a snowmobiler guy uh, takes two girls to a, like a Ghostkeeper? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. Canadian. Kind of similar. Yep, kind of similar. Because there's like a wolf man, right? No, there's not a one. No, it's a you well, forgot. But about they mention it. It's a, uh, they, they mention the Wendigo. Wendigo. Yeah, yeah that's so, it. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. But I'm just saying. It's, I mean, it's kind of could be a double feature. Oh, really? I might. <laughs> I might do it. Okay, I mean, you do it. Maybe. And then your end cap is what the shining. Right? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So yeah, I th I thought Josh Rubin handled this film very well. And it was very nice to, in my opinion, to see him direct somebody else's written word and written dialogue, because one of the things I really loved about Scare Me was mm -hmm. the dialogue and the rapport between the characters. Yeah. And it, it it's hard to tell if that's great writing or uh -huh. great directing sometimes. And especially with Scare Me, it was pretty... Pretty low budget. Not saying this yeah. was a high budget film, but it's still it, it was more elevated than you know, Scare Me. I think this was like a twenty two million dollar film well, yeah, or I something. Mean, Scare Me's single location, right? Right. Uh, it, it's the three, stereotypical like first film, right? yeah, yeah. Because oh well, we can you know really utilize more of the budget if we stay in one place. Um. But having said that, yeah, I couldn't tell if it was really good writing and okay directing would scare me. Mm -hmm. Now I know that, you know, even though I'm sure Josh Rubin had his own input as far as yeah. the screenplay, because I still do feel some of his touches. In oh, there. absolutely. But more so like how he directs the scene and how it's edited and everything. It looks great. And yeah. honestly, I do think that he's going to go on to make 
bigger movies. He's definitely yeah. got a very good sense of like what he wants, and he's been you know a writer and actor for a long right. time. Uh, apparently, him and Milana are like old old, old friends. friends yeah. So you know he kind of runs in the circle too. But I think was he a comedian though? I don't no. know if he was ever a comedian, okay. but he's definitely he's been an actor. Yeah, uh, and he's things. been in a lot of comedic stuff. I just um, didn't know if he was. But I like think a this comedian. is a perfect double feature with Scare Me, honestly. One hundred percent, yeah, for sure. Like, um, and especially like if you're if you've never seen either of these films, I I think you know you that, could do what we do in Shadows, you know that kind of because uh, it's just such a it's a bright, yeah, dialogue no, driven just, comedy horror. So yeah. Yeah, I, it's a different. It's a little different, though, right? I mean, yeah, they're New <laughs> Not, Zealanders, but oh, so you're talking about the movie? Yeah, that we do in the for show. sure. It's not the t- television show. Yeah, okay. I I wasn't sure because you know one of the actors in is in this movie. I so know. I wasn't sure. Um. Oh yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, Ooh, damn, we fucking said it. God. Yeah. Wow. <sighs> Are, is everybody else okay? No. <laughs> it won't be okay until season three of what we do in the shadows comes out. Bless. Well, it's coming. I September, know. September, right? Yeah. I need it. Hook <laughs> it to my veins. Um, so, yeah, Werewolves Within, I, I think, is a breath of fresh air, even though it is not... Is it is a horror comedy, one hundred percent, absolutely. But it, I th- I feel like it leans more towards the comedic aspect as far as like, you know, not as much as into the horror. Yeah, I mean, yeah, and it that's has, okay too. Has a werewolf, but that's the. It, I mean, there are a couple of gory parts, yeah. I guess, but yeah. Well, it, and there's still some surprises in it. Like uh, I don't want to give away any deaths or anything, but there right. was one that I was like, "Oh shit!" Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I know exactly what you're talking about. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, look, if horror comedies aren't your thing, uh, especially cutesy and cheek stuff, maybe oh, yeah. yeah, it might not be for you. But I think a good majority of us who yeah. have really great senses of humor and all this other stuff. Your humor sucks. Really? Don't waste your time. Right. Wow. <laughs> your humor sucks. Why are you even here? Why, why are you are listening you to this terrible, unfunny podcast? That's why they're listening, because we're not oh. funny. Oh. Shit. I mean, I'm, I'm hilarious. Funny. Oh, no, I'm funny as fuck, but I'm just saying. Oh, so I'm not funny. No, yeah. no you are not funny. Oh. You're the straight man. Oh. <laughs> Shit. Well, all right. So where was like? Are you wait? Hold on. We've been hosting a trivia night for seven years, and you're just figuring out you're the straight man. Oh fuck. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) No, I kind of know. I thought I I was funny at times. You have your moments. It's okay. Okay. So what do we think about this movie? It was great. All around great. Yeah. Three and a half stars in Letterboxd. I would watch it again. Six point nine stars out of five. Yeah, I I mean yeah. honestly, when the Screen Factory does decide to put this out on Blu-ray, oh, I that's a solid it. purchase. Yeah, I'm yeah, because they've it. been putting out most of the IFC stuff, right? Um, and I feel like a, if you're if you're cheap and you don't want to watch it on demand, because that's how we watched it. Um, I feel like a lot of the IFC stuff is going to Hulu. Yeah, it seems like they're picking it up, but it's not gonna. It's probably not gonna be until well, you know, comes out on Blu-ray. But yeah, uh, hopefully. I, I know it was kind of nice because they were, it was in the theaters. Yeah. 
for, for a like short a amount week of time. or two. Yeah, and it was for us. It was weird because there were like two theaters that nobody really goes to. One in Arnold, one in St. Charles. That's it. I know. Um, but it was nice that they had a theatrical release. Yeah. Um, I know that they had a like a special screening that a decent amount of people went to, so that's good. Um, but. Yeah, I really hope that more people get to see this when it comes out on Blu-ray. Um, or hopefully Hulu. Yeah. Okay, cool. Okay. So where can people find you, Jeremy? You can find me on Instagram at vaccinated at Camp Blood. And just a reminder that everybody should get vaccinated. Yeah. Please. For the love of God. Ren? You can find me on Instagram as Rinstillgram or as Madam Maddox Makes, also on Etsy. You can find me on Letterboxd, where I rate things, <laughs> and Facebook and Instagram at NilesMaddox22. Dot com. Dot <laughs> com. At gmail.com. What about you, Andy? Where can oh, people yeah. find you? People can find me at T-R-I-E-F-Y, that's Treefy, on Twitter, Instagram, Letterbox, whatever. I'm on there. And you can find us as a collective on Twitter at DTB Horror, on Instagram at Destroy the Brain, and through Discord on discord.destroythebrain.com. You can also find us on Facebook at facebook.com slash destroy the brain. And our group, facebook.com slash group slash DTB podcast. If you want to talk to us, join Discord. Yeah, do Discord. We Stick with Discord. Fuck Facebook. Hate it. Anyway. Okay, bye. 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 Didn't even know I needed it, but I found love. Never even crossed my mind. I found love. Had a garden, never weeded it, but I found love. Took an apple just in time. I found love.